Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I am athlete tonight. Listen, I know we are at Radio Row and it's football and it's the Eagles and it's the Chiefs, but... We have to get to some breaking news because we're in the midst of it's officially the end of the NBA trade deadline. The deadline ended at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and a lot has Did gone KD down. Did KD get help? Did KD, who came, to, who came to Brooklyn? That's all I need to know. Well, we're going to dive into that. Listen, speaking of Brooklyn, after three plus tumultuous years and a second trade request in eight months, all NBA forward Kevin Durant, who's one of my favorite basketball players of all time, was traded from your Brooklyn Nets to right huh? here in Phoenix. The Phoenix Suns, Katie, is now officially a Phoenix Suns. But you do get a package that includes Macau Bridges, who I'm a big fan of. Um, <laughs> don't, very, don't, just stop. He's dynamic. I, nobody care, nobody want to hear let these me names. Fin- let me finish the trade. Why? Macau it Bridges, doesn't matter. It's not even a fair trade. I don't care the four It's details. Details are everything. Macau Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and four unprotected. <sighs> protected future first round picks. Now, this deal now unites Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Ayton. Championship. In Phoenix. What do you think? What do you think? Well, first off, you know, last night we all went to dinner as a team, right? Uh-huh. So we had a great dinner. We we're talking about aliens and all kinds of crazy <laughs> things. And uh, so everybody go their separate ways. I walk into my room. And my jaw drops. I was going to call you, but I didn't want to depress you. <laughs> and the like, first I person I thought about was you. <laughs> I didn't want to depress you. I swear I did it. I had my phone like this in my hand, Brandon. And I was like, should I do it to him? I'm like, no, no, no. We had a good night. I'm not going to do it. I'll see him tomorrow. Yo, I was going to do it to you. I get to the room, and I'm like, damn. And I thought about you because it's like you call me a bandwagon Nets fan. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, what's my out? How the hell do I get <laughs> out of this situation? Because you got to also potentially. Now like, you leave it, you jump in it's ship. It's ownership. You jump in ship. I'm not jumping ship, but I'm questioning some things. I might be questioning this owner. I like, will tell you this, though. You know how you were talking about floor seats? And they, those yeah. floor seats are going to go for like $250 now. You can, get them for them. you can get them for the whole IA family at this point. Right. We can have a whole row remember, of the Remember, remember oh, last week. No, actually this week. So two. Tuesday, Tuesday or Monday, I hit up uh, I hit up a few people, and then I also hit up Ben Simmons. And I'm like, yo, I'm, I want I'm in town, want to get some floor seats. Like I really wanted to get to the game, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, was KD back? Up. Was KD? KD wasn't playing, but he was, I think, sitting okay. on the sidelines. So I just wanted to be there just to connect with the fellas or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And now it's like 
do I even want to go to this game? What if the, what if you could get floor seats for like two fifty a seat for the full year? Oh, Would you do it? Yeah, 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 for sure. Because I'm a, because <laughs> I'm not going to be a bandwagon lead. You going to stay? But I am going to question some things, right? I'm gonna question some things. And as far as the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. I mean, championship. I mean, we're in Phoenix right now, as I K- mentioned, for the Super Chris Bowl. Chris Paul they, gets his first one. And they were chanting Katie's name outside, like, earlier when I was really? walking to Radio Row, the convention center, and I guess everyone was catching up on the news. Some people probably were asleep when it happened, and they were chanting Katie's, like, people were saying, we got Katie, we got Katie. Right. I spoke to the mayor earlier today. She stopped by the TikTok booth you spoke that to the, we Hold on, hold on, hold on, time out. Yeah. You spoke to the mayor? I did. The mayor of Phoenix came by. Wow. Yeah. You didn't tell me that. She's super cool. Wow. You know who I spoke to today? Rihanna. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Go. Yeah, but she was saying, you know, listen, they're so excited. They, 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 they're they preparing for the possibility of a championship parade in the very near future. So Phoenix is excited. You know, Devin Booker, a superstar talent, so young, so much potential. He finally has another superstar to play with. And I know people are saying, look, the Suns paid a very steep price for Kevin Durant. They gave up a lot of pieces, a lot of picks. But look, KD at 34, Chris Paul also in his mid-30s. This is the last opportunity for at least Chris Paul yeah. to go ahead and try to get another shot at a championship he's never won. KD, his window <laughs> is closing every single year to go ahead and get a third one. So the Suns did what they needed to do to bring a championship possibly to Phoenix. And it looks like, I will say, I think they need one more additional supporting cast no, they piece don't. to no, win they a don't. chip. No, they don't. You don't no, they think don't, so? Ashley. They no. gave up a lot of supporting cast members. Ashley. They can't, those guys can't play. And remember, Chris Paul, we've I seen know, this with Chris Paul yeah, before. Yeah, I know, I know. If he stays healthy, he is, let's yes, throw that out so there. So sometimes you, you do need a plan B option. Not a superstar, but right. just a plan B option to go ahead and right, carry the load right. in Come case, on. you know. But that's the that's the that's the magical thing about this whole deal for the Suns is that mm-hmm. you know Chris Paul he had to do a lot even a when lot. he was in Houston and even these last couple of years with the Suns like don't forget he was averaging damn near 25 points or it felt like around 25 points you yeah. know in these series he yeah. was lights out and when he would have an off night and then obviously you'll see you, you, we saw what would happen to the Phoenix Suns or if he was hurt um First, I want to talk about Chris Paul. Okay. CP3, point guard. This trade now puts CP3 in the position to become what the best point guard ever. Now, there's a discussion. Remember, two <laughs> years ago, he moved into top five. Okay. Okay. Now, he wins it. And if he stays healthy and he puts his boys, Devin Booker, and, 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 and Kevin Durant in position, like we're at big games, those big moments, you know what I'm saying? Like defining passes, you know, you, you see the, you got the LeBron James and D-Wade alley-oop that's, you know, forever famous. Like those type of plays, he's going to go down as the greatest uh, point guard. Devin Booker, Devin Booker, right? Uh his inspiration, uh, his idol, Kobe Bryant, he plays a lot like Kobe. This dude now... Is going to be thrown in a totally different stratosphere. We he is a superstar. Would you agree with that, or would you say he's a star? Absolutely. He's a superstar. Absolutely. Because some people have him and our boy Tatum as just stars. I don't know if Tatum's a superstar yet. I think they're both superstars. 
Booker I think they're and both, Tatum. I think yes, I think they're both super superstars. But but Booker, I, man, there's something special about the this. The only thing, the only thing that gives Booker a leg up, I would say, over Tatum is that when we go to Tatum's an amazing, an incredible player. But I think he falls short sometimes when it counts the most. Mm. And we saw that in the series against the Warriors. Yeah. It was Jalen Brown who really kept them in that series as long as they did because after the series against Milwaukee and the series against Brooklyn where he balled out. He kind of disappeared a little bit, did disappearing act. Yeah. And had he shown up a little bit more, the Celtics were winning that. And I think that Devin Booker, although he hasn't gone ahead and see a ch- seen a championship game, we've seen how he has carried the load for not just himself, but for injured Chris Paul. Right. So I don't think there's a discussion of whether or not Devin Booker's a superstar. Yeah. I'm excited for him, man. Like yeah. Devin Booker, um, when, when you walk into a locker room as a guy, you know what I'm saying, like – there's a lot that's catered to you, for you. Um, a lot of people putting you in position to win. And then when you have a pair walk in that locker room, like another dog that you respect, you may admire, it just takes your game to a whole nother level, right? Being able to sit down with Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant like, yo, have you tried this? Have you thought about that? You know, or seeing KD, how he may you know, warm up or how he may go about his drills and how he may do certain things. When you see it up close and personal, right, like it just takes your game to a whole nother level. So I'm really excited for Devin Booker and I'm excited for KD. KD, uh, he deserves this. He does. He deserves this. Let's let's dive into that a little bit because, you know, there has been criticism, much like there's been criticism with LeBron about KD, you know, leaving the Warriors, a very successful organization, a team at that, that he was very much a part of helping them win. Um, And, you know, he left the way he left OKC to go to the Warriors has always been under criticism. He leaves the Warriors after winning two with them to go to Brooklyn to prove that he can go ahead and do it on his own. Or that's the narrative that people have pushed since that since that situation has happened. Now he goes to Brooklyn. The experiment fails. And now he leaves and he's going to Phoenix. Right. There has been criticism, much like LeBron, and accusing him of chasing rings and, and, you know, chasing super teams and and trying to cut corners and go about it, you know, the quote-unquote easy way. What's your thought process on that? Um, Hell, yeah, let's chase chase rings. (laughs) You said you you got no problem with it. Yeah, like if I was in in the league, in the NBA, I'm looking for who's my my two, who's my my wingman. Um, if I was back in the NFL, I would have thought differently. I'd have been like, how do I get to Tom Brady? He's a super team in himself, right? Mm-hmm. You know Patrick Mahomes, super team. Uh, 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 Joe Burrow, super team. That's what it's about right now. And if anything, we should have empathy for him right now because mm. of what he had to deal with the last few years, right? So I don't fault him for uh, making this move. You know, and that's why I said earlier, right, like, am I still a Nets fan? Absolutely. I'm not going to jump Loyal ship to like the that. Loyal but the soil. Uh, but I'm, but I'm, but, but I, I need to look at ownership right now because how the hell do we go from where we were three years ago mm-hmm. to now just totally imploding? That's why I said don't tell me about getting Bridges and all these other Jay Crowder and four, you know, uh, unprotected picks. That doesn't matter. You just lost KD and Kyrie. And obviously Kyrie, he was difficult. I will say, but this. like, how does it not work? Where's James Harden? Why is James Harden not there? Right. I will say this though: it is interesting when you bring up Kyrie. You know, if you've been listening to the media circuit today, 
the blame has being is being put solely on Kyrie Irving for the failures of this Nets team. You know, it's no secret that Kyrie was the first one to sign to Brooklyn. And he ultimately was the one who flew to the Bay Area to recruit KD. Together they decided to play in Brooklyn and, and start recruiting other guys. James Harden didn't work. They brought in Ben Simmons. That didn't work. A lot of things with Kyrie added extra layers of distraction to the team. But I don't know if it's fair to 100% put the blame on Kyrie. He's not making the decisions. Mm -hmm. He's not paying the players. I think the organization thought that they could cheat the work. Right. I think the organization thought, and they tried that the first time with Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. They tried to cheat the work. Mm -hmm. It didn't work that time. Obviously, it was different ownership at that time. Joe Side didn't own the team. Tries it again. Four years, it does not work. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work with James Harden. doesn't work with Ben Simmons. doesn't work with Kyrie. doesn't work with Kevin Durant. Do you think it's fair that Kyrie is getting all the blame for this failed experiment that's happened in Brooklyn? No, but I think he contributed majorly to it. Right, that's and you know fair. I'm a Kyrie that's fan. A, that's a fair. That's fair. You know I'm a, I'm a Kyrie fan. He blessed us, came on our show. I mean, like, look, um, there's just look. I, I'm for what a lot, a lot of what he stands for, and how he's trying to empower his people and make his community stronger and come together. Like we're all for that. We all want that for each other, and we want that for other people's communities, right? Um, but there are some things that were in his control that created distractions. Like, right? Let's name them. So when you look at when you look at those when you look at Kyrie in a, the the last three years, it's been tumultuous, right? And and as an athlete, what we do every single day is we walk in and we try to eliminate the distractions. We try we try to quiet the new the noise because. It's so hard to win a game. It's so hard to win a championship. So all this other stuff, it just becomes a distraction. And with him, you know, there's been some distractions in, on his approach to whether it's uh, uh, COVID, right? I believe in, you know, freedom of speech and, you mm -hmm. know, your, your choice, what you want to do with your body. Mm -hmm. And there's a... Interesting conversation that's been surrounding him in the Nets where it's like, when do you say, okay, team now and then me later? Like, or me now and team later? And, and sometimes that, that line has been blurred. Um, so I, he, he's definitely contributed. I also think KD has contributed to it. In what way? Because KD, well, I, it's let, interesting because KD has been, has been escaping yep. a lot of the criticism. Yep. Uh, KD, KD because... Look, everybody's style is different. KD, phenomenal player, phenomenal teammate, it seems like. But, like, man, could he have done more from a leadership standpoint? And I don't know because I'm not there, but I, what you, I'm saying is, is uh -huh. like, like, come together. Like, it's, it seems like what they've created there is like a really chill, lax environment where it's like, yo, everybody be themselves and ain't no pressure. Right. And no, like, where's the accountability, right? Because you would expect on a team like that. It's like, yeah, you just show up. Kyrie going to drop 25 to 30. KD going to drop 25 to 30. Right. You know, then you're going to have uh, a third guy, maybe Harris, come in and have a good game or that another guy come in and have a good game. So, like, I, I just think that the, the environment was too lax and that – to me, is coaching. That's the the stars, the leaders of the team. There's so many more people to contribute to it. So I would break it. In, I would equally uh, blame KD, Kyrie, 
a Psy and a damn Joe damn hit, no Joe Psy and mm-hmm. damn uh, the head coach. What's his name? I would say. What's his name, the coach that was Jack there? Jack Ron or Steve Nash? Steve Nash. I will say this, Freak. though. Steve Nash. I think that I, I hear what you say about the leadership of, of Kevin Durant, but it's been no secret that Kevin Durant is not somebody who wants to be a leader. He wants to be a basketball player. And I think that he's made that abundantly clear throughout his career. Like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and help and mentor the young guys if they want to be mentored. And, you know, I'm going to go ahead and, and be a team player. And I'm going to go ahead and give, you know, my teammates my opinion. But I'm also not their babysitter. I'm not their parent. I'm not here to make sure that they do the right thing. We're all grown men. We all have responsibilities. We all know right from wrong. I'm here to hoop. I'm here to win basketball games. I'm here but to, to win, win basketball. But think about what you just said. But that not comes... everyone's cut out to be a leader. Yeah, but he if doesn't you want win, that role. I know, I know. But if you want to win championships... Okay, you want to win basketball games, you have to, you have some you have to lead. And here's the thing. When you're a superstar in football, you could be a superstar and not have to lead because there's 50 something guys in the locker room. In the NBA, how many guys are on the bench? What 12 or you know what is it? 12 to 15, mm-hmm. right? So that guy got to be the guy because no one's listening to the last guy on the roster in the NBA. Like, come on, you have That's no pull. True. It's almost like being in the NFL and the special, a special teams guy stands in front of the room. And he's like, we need to do this. We need to do that. What do you think Vaughn Miller going to say? Or, you know, what do you think Tom Brady or, damn, you know, Justin Jefferson? They're not going to respect that. There's only maybe two special team guys in the National Football League that can probably stand in front of the room and gain that respect. And I'm, I'm using that as an example because in, in, in the NBA, if you are KD, if you are Kyrie, if you are LeBron, even John Morant, John Morant, if he wants to win championships, he's going to have to mature and grow up and be a leader because he is the leader, whether you like it or not. Your ass better pull out some books. You better ask questions, but you better work on your leadership skills if you want to win championships because not only does your game make people better, but also how you walk in the locker room and how you conduct yourself and how you push people and hold people accountable. The greatest of all time, hold people, put people accountable. We saw the... The MJ documentary. What did, right. what did MJ do? He went to the extreme to make sure everybody was where they needed to be. Uh, even LeBron, he does a phenomenal job at that. He does it his own way. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. There's stories about Peyton Manning mm-hmm. literally walking into practice as the quarterback saying start over is not good enough. Taking the script from the, the offensive coordinator, ripping it up and saying it's on my script now. Right? Tom Brady getting in somebody's face. Come on. But Brady is somebody who wants that role, though. Katie has never wanted that. Katie likes to be in a position where all he has to do is hoop. And that's why Kyrie was, when he got there, Kyrie was the one who was supposed to be the leader. Kyrie was the one who was supposed to go ahead and take that role. Katie never wanted that role. He didn't want it in Golden State, which is why he joined a team that didn't require it. And the leader on that team some would say it was Steph. Some would say it was Draymond. When he was in OKC, they were all so young. But I wouldn't say he was a leader because the three of them were so young. They were trying to figure it out together. Ky- Kevin Durant has never wanted to be the LeBron James of a team. That and, and, he is and, the leader of that team. He, can, want, he is a team player. He is a hooper. And that's all he wants to be. And, and listen, and I respect that. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. But? But just know that's why we're sitting on how many rings and how many championships. Two. That's it. 
right? KD is special. Like, I, 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 that's why I push back on people like you, y'all, NBA experts, you, the Nick Wrights of the world, you know, no, Chris KD's Broussard's No, KD is my top basketball player in the league right yeah, now. Yeah, but, but my thing is when y'all talk about, like, well, they need more pieces. No, you got KD. A, a generational I only player. say that they need more pieces because they did give a lot. They did give up a lot of supporting help, and they have a aging Chris Paul Listen, who has showcased I, I, not to be available when you need him. I know. All I'm saying is this whole discussion around like, oh, when you get in the playoffs, and maybe Jeff from Miami might call in and, 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 and chime <laughs> in here. But you know, it's like, oh, you get in the playoffs, and now you need defense. Yeah. Like, what? Not when you get uh, one of the greatest scorer of the basketball. He's the greatest scorer of basketball, man. You. Give me two or three just average dudes, and we're going to be contending every single year. They did it in OKC when he was young. Him and Westbrook was young. Yes. James Harden was on the bench, and they was running through people. So that's why I push back on y'all NBA expert talking heads. Oh, we need this. And also, they need a third. This guy, I got to average that. Y'all hey, be man, too smart. Y'all you, are too smart. If you, if you replacing, if you replacing um, some um, depth, you got to replace it with no, something don't. else. Scoring, get the ball in the basket, just like my receiver coach, my uh, uh, coach, Cham, offensive coordinator. You know, I'd be a couple yards uh, short. You know, I was a perfectionist. So I would be like, damn, Coach Starr, I was like, you know, a yard uh, 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 short. Mm -hmm. He'd be like, did you catch the ball? I'd be <laughs> like, that, yeah. That how he talks? Yeah, yeah, Coach Chan gave it. Did you catch the ball? I'm like, yeah. He said, that's all that matter. So all I'm saying to you is, did they put the ball in the basket? That's all that matter. All that other stuff don't matter. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. 
Um, we're going to get into some football talk, and we're going to talk about the fact that 10 NFL players are accusing the NFL, the league, of lies, bad faith, and flagrant violations of federal law in denying disability benefits in a potential class action lawsuit filed Thursday, so today, in Baltimore. Now, men are saying that they left the game with lingering physical and mental injuries that make their daily lives difficult, not only difficult, but also excruciating. They also said they are not alone. Now, this lawsuit was filed in a federal court in Baltimore. The names of the defendants are both NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell and the NFL's Disability Board. Um, Brandon, this is, this is a big deal. This is a... We going, dang, we going there? This is a big deal. Yeah. Big deal, huge deal. Giving you, let's give you some background on this. The lawsuit also alleges that doctors who examine players for the league disability plan have a financial interest in denying the claims as it makes more than, it, it's more likely to get future referrals from the program. So if they deny people, they get more money, things like that. They're accusing one doctor of being paid more than $800,000 from the program that examined a group of 29 former players and found none of them were disabled despite having both right. physical and mental um, limitations, I will say. Right. So, Brandon, I mean, this is right up your alley. Let's talk about this. Yeah, so um, how big is the business of football? You remember it's, the number uh, I, I believe, always say? Wasn't it $700 billion or? No, actually, $700 billion. <laughs> $7 billion? Sixteen billion. 16 I say billion. it every other show. You know what I was getting confused with the panel we did yet you did yesterday, and she's talking about sports as a whole. Oh, Seven okay. billion. That's yeah, the number yeah, I had in yeah. my mind. Come yeah. on, keep up with the numbers. Sorry, sixteen billion. Sixteen billion dollar industry. <clears throat> I'm using that that number uh, to get to this. Mm -hmm. Whenever there's big business, big bags like that, there's big corruption. Big problems. And it could be at different levels, right? Like I don't believe. Uh, Roger Goodell is sitting back trying to sabotage uh, players. Okay. I truly believe he has a hard job, right, because um, he got to do what's best for the NFL and those 32 owners. Right. But at the same time, what's best for the NFL and the 32 owners is have put out a great product and make sure the players are happy. I truly believe that he's doing a good job of – Keeping it real. Okay. Right? I do believe that. I think it's hard, but I think he's doing a good job, right? Um, he cares. You know, like Pac-Man can call him right now. I can call him right now. Tank Johnson can call him right now. So many other athletes can call him, and he'll do whatever for you, you know? So I, I want to say that first. Mm -hmm. um, but? But the corruption, right, could be at any level, and, and, and that happens, 100%. Is, does everybody care about the players? Hell no. Mm -hmm. I would say the majority probably don't care about the player. And then also this is, this is you got to think about every year we have, you know, a couple thousand guys try to make it to the NFL like like that has a real chance, right? When you talk about training camp, et cetera, et cetera, then you got to cut down to the 53. Right. And now we're sitting right underneath 2,000 uh, active guys, right? So we have guys coming and going. We know that the injury rate in the NFL is 100%. The average career is three and a half years, right? So how many guys will be on disability? How many guys can, um, you know, utilize those benefits? Mm -hmm. So I truly believe there are people out there that's trying to keep those numbers low because that's, that comes out of the NFL's budget. Right. So, yeah, uh, whoever these 10 are, 
you know, I know there's a lot of validity behind it, and I know this is also uh, a part of a bigger conversation as well because DeMar Hamlin died on the field, well, came let's, back let's, to life. And, let's dive into that bigger oh. conversation. I mean, we're, you're always talking about mental health and life after football and how some guys are prepared for it, but a lot of guys aren't. And mm -hmm. knowing that and knowing the statistics of players who go broke, and mm -hmm. I know financial literacy is also something very important to you, and guys who have mental health issues after they're done playing and guys who don't know, you know, there's things, you know, going into the mental health, like depression, because they only knew life with football. Right. They don't know what to do now that they don't have that routine anymore. Is the NFL doing enough when it comes to offering resources and programs for players to make that transition from football life to real life? Yes, 100%. The NFL trusts uh, have amazing benefits. We act, we've actually invested in, in this our entire careers, and a lot of us don't even utilize the trust. Wow. So even now, we have a partnership with the trust. Where What's the trust for people who don't know what that is? The NFL trust is uh, an extension of the NFL PA, and it's just benefits, right? Everything that you're talking about mm -hmm. literally benefits to, you know, courses and classes that you can take um, to empower yourself, uh, to learn a new trade. There's so many things this readily available to us that we don't utilize in the south in south florida where we live from west palm all the way down to dade county there's right around three thousand retired pro athletes or football players wow all those guys can come in and train at a house of athlete and there's some participating locations um in in, in south florida but you're getting 40 50 guys to do that right yeah you can go every five years uh, through the NFL Trust and get a, a one of the most thorough exams, um, um, physicals that's out there, like an executive physical, but we don't know, we, we don't utilize it. And, and part of the reason is because we don't know it exists. So I do think that there's some amazing resources on both ends from the NFL and the NFLPA. We have some of the greatest benefits. My only thing right now on this discussion is lifetime insurance. Lifetime benefits. Like li okay. Lifetime. You know. And that's that. You mean different I, from life insurance? You yeah. Mean five lifetime. Year, yes. Five oh, years so after you. Five years after you stop playing, your insurance is done. Really. Yeah. Come and 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 that's my only problem. I would like to see that change. That's interesting. I did not know that because don't you get pension for your entire life as a former? Yeah. If you uh, vest, yeah. But like that's why I was going with Demar Hamlin, right? Like Demar Hamlin, you know, he's in year two. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get any benefits. Like if if if, if there's really? nothing, yeah. So you have to be in the league for three three years. Over three years, yeah. Wow. And then as far as like pension, like the more you play, the more you earn, obviously, and you have four hundred one k, et cetera, et cetera. But for the most part, we have some of the best benefits and uh, insurance out there. But I want to see our guys taken care of for life when it comes to insurance, and then also that same treatment. Right. Like you got to understand these guys. Like I won't get into that because they'll take the conversation to a whole nother level. Let me ask, is is there a level of we talk when we talk about. No, this, let me say this real quick. Cause yeah, go I, ahead. Yeah, this is important to me. Yeah, go ahead. I live in South Florida. I play for the Miami Dolphins. But there's also thousands of retired NFL players that live in South Florida and never played for the Miami Dolphins. I think that every organization should be have an open door. Like those should be like uh wellness centers for our guys like they have the resources they don't have to utilize the 
all of the amenities that the the, the active players have, mm -hmm. but they should be able to go in and utilize those same resources, those same doctors, those same gurus. They should have that available for our guys, and it should be forever. If I go travel to the San Francisco 49ers, or if I'm there for a month, or if I'm there, if I move there, I should be able to go tap in with that team and that team take care of me just like I was an active player or I'm an alumni. Like, this is a, you say it's family, you say it's a fraternity. Treat us like that, right? Um, you know, Super Bowl is one of the biggest celebrations in sports. We should have access to it. The same way all these big brands that are getting access for them because their big brands are around because the product on the field is good. That's so, true. So I, I just, I would like to see us uh, be appreciated more uh, forever when it comes to insurance and then also access access like even for us as for I am athlete like we shouldn't have to beg a team to give us credentials for training camp we're former athletes we we we, we laid it all on the line I'm only a former athlete in my head but you with us so you're an athlete I'm an athlete by association. I you used to ask, dance, didn't you? What did you I, used to do? I used to play sports a little bit. I was in dance classes and things like that. I'm athletic. But, you know, we talk about this with mental health, and it's one of the stigmas against it. And because, I'm sorry, with the stigmas against mental health, people are afraid to ask for help. Right. And I wonder if the same ideology perhaps applies to players wanting to reach out and utilize the resources that are available you know, is it hard for a player who athletes are seen as superheroes? Yeah. They're human, but they're superhuman. Yep. And when you're no longer playing, that superhuman superhuman persona is no longer part right. of your life. Right. Now you're just a quote unquote regular person. Right. Is it hard for some guys to switch that off and say, look, I need help when you're so accustomed to being just like you say it all the time that, oh, that beast, That's like right. I don't need help. Yeah. I'm good. Macho. Is, is that flip? Is that switch hard to flip? And that may be a reason yeah. why people don't utilize those available options. Yeah, there's two parts to this conversation. One, the first part is the active guys. And then, you know, as you mature, mm -hmm. you kind of lose touch, right? So active guys, you walk in, you're 22. You barely know how to open up a bank account. You don't even know how to get a mortgage, right? Like none of those things. Immediately you have this team that's thrown at you where you have everybody else doing the work for you. Matt, like writing your check right like mm -hmm. they may be uh paying your bills okay so now when you talk about benefits and insurance and all of that they don't know see the teams come directly to us that doesn't go to our financial advisor or our manager so we're sitting in team meeting rooms and the teams will come in and they'll say hey guys this was available to you so first off i don't even i think a I would say for, I can't speak for everybody, but a lot of this information can go over your head when you're talking about your 401k. Do I put half down or I put all down? Do I go 20 or do I go 40k? Like what, what and then they give you a sheet and they say, okay, well, you have X amount of money in your, uh, in, in your, in your portfolio. How much do you want to dedicate to, let's say, municipal bonds? How much do you want to invest in, uh, you want to put over here? It's like percentages. You think a lot of those guys understand that? No, it's over the head. So I'm saying that because a lot of our guys go in those meetings and they automatically uh, turn off, and so they miss the information. And then when you get older, yes, the machismo, it's hard for a lot of people to ask for help, especially men. And it's not just football players, but men, period, to say, yo, I'm hurt and I need help. And it's funny because, like, I – 
we're talking about this last night is, you know, just raising kids and how mm -hmm. you can mold and shape your kids. One of the things that I do with my boys, I mean, Ziggy, too, my girl, but uh, my two boys, what I do is, you know, whether it's homework or they're trying to tie their shoe, whatever, and they struggle. And I'm like, I, I say, did you ask for help? You can ask for help, son. And because what I'm doing right now is teaching them that you can ask for help, whether it's tying your shoe or if you're struggling, you're you're depressed, you know, you're dealing with loss. You, you had a breakup, like ask right. for help. So I think that's just um, in us as men. You know, we can't show weakness. Right. So we, we hold everything in. We compartmentalize. We sit in isolation a lot of times. So, um yeah, that's a big deal. Especially, it's times it's times ten when it comes to football. It's a double. It's a double negative, double whammy where you're a man and you play in, you play football. Mm -hmm. Man, we celebrate those guys that play through pain. Can't ask for help. Like you walk in the locker room, they, what they tell you? Can't make the club in the tub. No, nah, man, <laughs> you can't you make play. the club in the tub. Right, you gotta play through that. What you mean you hurt? Get up right now. So, yeah. I Am Athlete Tonight is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete Tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete Tonight weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, SiriusXM Channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA Tonight Trial to start your free trial today. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba.